Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello again, Evertonians, and welcome to the Toffee Web Podcast. Back again after what was a welcome two-week hiatus, albeit one which didn't translate into a better outcome on the pitch at West Ham, even if the performance was much improved on Everton's recent showings away from home. I'm joined once again by Paul and Adam to chat about that defeat at the London Stadium, what positives can be taken from the performance, if not the result, and then look ahead to tomorrow's game at Burnley, which is, quite simply, massive for both teams. Paul, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Yeah, I was just in, uh, spent a bit of time in Germany, um, seeing my uh, my in-laws, um, which was uh, which was quite nice, but very cold, freezing, like really, really cold. I liked like snow, like most of the time we were there. Was... So yeah, but anyway, um, I caught I caught some local football there, like uh, Chemnitzer versus Dynamo Berlin, which is like four fifth division. Bundesliga uh, sort of German league, which wasn't too bad actually. No, probably no worse than what we've been. Suffering this season, but uh, yeah, okay, got back, got back just in time for the match, and uh, the yeah, the the misery continues. But yeah, the, yeah, there's there's a, a fair bit to be positive about, wasn't this? It's certainly in comparison to 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 to, to, to many of the performances away from home, particularly this season, and uh, it just left. I think particularly once the red car went, and it just felt that sort of. However long left, but the last twenty minutes or whatever, it just felt like a bit of like hopelessness, really, didn't it? But other than that, it was um, yeah, just just a frustration of just like ah, oh, no, we could be, we certainly could have got something from that game, maybe a win, and uh, yeah, a bit frustrated from that, but hmm, slightly slightly encouraged that the uh, the performance was there and the fight was there, and probably for the first time in a long time, certainly on the Lampard, I think that the heads didn't drop too much once we went behind, and that was a, a bit more encouraging. So hopeful that we can uh, we can kick on a bit from there and take the positives. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. How about you, Adam? 
I've I've certainly travelled less over the last uh, last couple of weeks. I've just been in sunny Sheffield. Um, I guess a sort of Fabian Delph of an international break for me, really. But um, yeah, um, as as Paul says, yeah, there were there were positives to take. But again, it's just so frustrating. I mean, I guess uh, yeah, if we if we're talking about it generally, then. Um, you know, we did we didn't get tanked by four goals again in London, so um that's that's something. Um and we certainly had our chances, but yeah, it's it's still very frustrating. But I think as I'm sure the players are being told as well, we, we we've just got to kind of stay positive, haven't we, really? Um I think I think that's the only sort of way to, to get through what is yeah, tomorrow is massive. I've I've got that same sort of butterflies in the stomach feeling uh, but I did before the Newcastle game because it really does feel um, monumental um, and it's it's a big game for them as well so it's we have to put in a performance We, I mean a point at the minimum but three points would really just massively take that kind of that that weight we've all been sort of carrying and that we, we sort of you know maybe managed to forget a little bit about over the last two weeks you know obviously distracting myself by watching uh, the first half of the Mali game where uh, Decore got subbed off at half time so uh, didn't end up writing <laughs> didn't end up writing an article uh, as as promised on that but um yeah i um i, th- I think it, it was it was almost it was nice to have a break from the football but then it's it's been sort of in the back of your minds that you're just sort of waiting for that next three points waiting for that next sort of hit really and um yeah just uh, just just really hope we can do the you know, do the goods tomorrow. Yeah, it'd be huge, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think um, I agree with everything that you both say about the uh, about that West Ham performance. And for me, it's 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 taking whatever small positives you can f- from each match and, and sort of building almost <laughs> almost brick by brick. Um, you know, a, a platform for of of confidence more than anything for these players to to build on. And I think there was plenty in that match. Um, as you said, uh, that the players didn't fold. Um, that I think until Michael Keane gets sent off, we're, we're still in that match. Um, we're creating opportunities. Um, obviously, unfortunate not to score more than more than the one goal. Um, so while it's you know it wasn't it wasn't a very good display. I think you know by by many metrics, it was much better than the last two visits to London. And for me, that's what bodes well for tomorrow, and and obviously that trip to Watford, uh, looming next month. That you know these these away games now aren't automatically write-offs, which I think for a while they they certainly were because we were just shipping goals. Um, and in, so in terms of yeah, obviously the players not folding, and and keeping at it. Um, I, I was unfortunate for Alex Awobi to make what was a, a crucial error um, that will unfortunately keep uh, the question marks around him um in terms of in terms of being weighing that 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 liability versus um you know versus productive asset i think that's a a juggling act that he's still he's still wrestling with but you know he was obviously our our greatest threat going forward um so i'm hoping that he can he can build on that because i think that that might be the the difference for us against burnley um, if we can retain that level of penetration while somehow finding a way to serve Calvert-Lewin better, because let's face it, he's got nothing really to feed on apart from that one through ball, which I think was a Wobies, wasn't it, um, against West Ham. Um, 
so and then beyond that more than anything i just think we need a bit of luck you know something to to break for us that can turn the tide a bit um in terms of confidence um certainly i've been watching lampard's press conferences both after west ham and the one today um he just looks fed up with it all and he? he just fed up, he's fed up with the he's fed up with the media duties of it because i think like all of us he's just waiting for something to turn something to break and um God, please let that be tomorrow I remember like Lampard in his like sort of uh, post-match interviews and that you can tell his ears really fed up. He's, he sounded like a bit like we us fans do in a way. It's like, oh, couldn't that like pick for the say, couldn't that save, I've not landed to Bowden, couldn't, you know what I mean? He's like, he starts to like whinge about like a lot of like little things that go against you. And when you really start bemoaning your luck, as we all are really, it's, um, you can tell he's really, really feeling it really, really hard, isn't he? Lampard, um, yeah, he's, he's finding it really tough. Yeah. He's run out of things to say, hasn't he? Really, I mean, he feels like he says, "What? What more can I tell you, people, that you haven't or I haven't yeah. already said?" Everything that's going against him as well in terms of like personnel. Obviously, he's getting a lot of. We've had a few red cards, haven't we, in the last few games? And the, I, I said the last podcast a few weeks ago, it still stings to me that that Alan hasn't been available for these games. It's it's, it's so unfair. I mean the. Um, I mean, yeah, like it, it didn't matter. It didn't affect the results. Um, we, we still lost the game anyway. But is that um, that Cresswell in boot of the ball at Inverchelson's face in the game? Can no one see that as violent conduct after it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. just like the other teams start getting punished. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, when, we, when we've been punished for nothing, and you've seen certain, you could talk about other ones like the, the McTominay challenge, the uh, obviously we would talk about the Shelby one. I'm sure there's many others which I haven't seen, you know. It's, it really just frustrates me that we got, we're really getting punished for, for doing nothing wrong there. And it's not as though we can cover it. It's not as if we got... We, we, how many players have we got? We had our injured over this time. Okay, Delph's always injured. Okay, but Davis, long-term injury. Gomez wasn't available. Again, he, he flitters in and out of games. Van um, Beek in the warm-up. It's a few you know, it's a, Exactly. You know, Patterson yeah. as well, who's another one who you think, you know, maybe is going to sort of come back from the international break. You know, apparently he was going to start the game. Now he's out for the season. Um, I think I said on one of the other episodes that one of the things I felt we maybe had in the locker that uh, the other sides around us didn't was numbers, you know, strength and depth. And that's already looking a little tested now. Um, we, we, so, we, you know, we look sort of better in, I say better, we look, you know, uh, like we've, we've got more numbers in certain areas, like, you know, the sort of wide positions going forward, but um, in that central midfield area and um, obviously now at the back because of a keen suspension as well. I think um, it's going to be a really interesting lineup here. Uh, he puts out tomorrow, but I think yeah. Going going back to the uh, the sort of decision right at the end of the game, as, as you say, Paul. Yeah, it didn't uh, it didn't affect the uh, result, but um, I just think it, it, we, we spoke about it in the last episode about it not really being sort of spoken about in the media. I mean, pretty much every match report I read, bar the sort of Toffee Web Echo version of it, 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 it didn't even get a mention. Um, and yeah, it, it it doesn't change the game, but it it was to me it was violent conduct. It certainly looked worse than the. Uh, a land decision um, against Newcastle and certainly more reckless. Uh, it doesn't get checked by VAR. There's none of this sort of, you know, let's pour over every single angle of it to make doubly sure. So, yeah, that was really frustrating. But then I guess, you know, there's not really any doubt about the Michael Keane sending off in this game. It was obviously just uh, uh, two pretty sloppy challenges. Um, but again, it, it, it does affect us going into... Um, into the Burnley game because it, it does leave us a little bit short and yeah it's it's just at the wrong time really although um, you know 
on the horizon, the white knight of uh, Fabian Delft does loom large. So maybe, maybe uh, he might just kind of come in to save the day. But um, I think, um, yeah, that that lineup against Burnley is certainly going to be a, a really interesting one to keep an eye out for. Yeah, it's, it's um, the keen one is unfortunate because obviously he's the, the tallest defender we have apart from Jared Brentwaite, um, mm. who... I would think has got to play surely against the likes of, um, you know, Veghorst and, you know, they've got some, some big players, Burnley. Um, so that, that, that for me is, is surely the, the one, uh, not surely, I suppose, but that, that's who I would, you know, to look to deploy in there um, and try and get Ben Godfrey back at left back. Although that, I think that would be harsh on Mikolenko, who I think was one of the, yeah one of the, the brighter players yeah. at West Ham, wasn't he? Um, which is nice to see because you know he's he's not had the um, the easiest introduction to to the English game, and then as you say in midfield, um, Fabian Delph, he's he's so hit and miss, isn't he? But when he's when he plays well, what I like about him is he always looks to go forward, um, and he's mm. got the you know he's got that kind of experience where he will look to to, to find a forward pass rather than uh, you know turning turning back on himself, which some of our other players are, are certainly guilty of. Um, Lampard didn't mention anything about Andre Gomez's fitness. I don't think during his press conference. Um, but I think if 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 Delph is fit, I think it's unlikely we see Gomez. Even even if I think we do need those three across the middle. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But w- w- how how would you go at, at, at the back? At the back, um, I think I I think you'll go with Holgate and Godfrey, and I think he probably should. Uh, I, I know I know you've mentioned rightly mentioned the. Uh, potential lack of height in there, but I, I'm just not sure it's it's the right I don't know, it, it, it's the right time to be plunging Banthwaite into these games. He's had a little bit of a look at Banthwaite, hasn't he, in a couple of games and I don't know, has he maybe not been impressed enough to play him in any more games? I don't know. It just, it just feels a bit too it, the, the game's far too crucial. Um to, 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 it's not quite throwing them because he has, a, yeah, you know, it's, it's not like he's never played before, but he's tough to throw him in there, I think. And <clears throat> No, it's not the most ideal partnership, but I guess it's it's probably the most experience we got at the back with what we got available is um is Holgate and uh, and uh, Godfrey, Mikalenko left. Uh, I think Coleman will probably make it where he and play right. I hope he just sticks with that. I don't want to see this three at the back and Coleman inside full centre back and or Kenny or whatever. No, um, hopefully he's learned that lesson now. Um, and then yeah, Delph probably play Holgate. I think if if uh, Keane hadn't got sent off. Holgate would have again played midfield probably uh, from the start because they, mm. they, can you throw Delph into this? You're going to have to now. Probably, ideally, you probably wouldn't. You probably want to, you know, ease him in for like a, get you know get him. I don't know, half a game, half an hour, whatever you need to. You know, what I mean, it looks like you probably have to start and do it the other way around. Give him an hour, and then when he's when he's when he's knackered, do it, <laughs> deal with it then. So yeah, probably the midfield three of. Um, uh, uh, <clears throat> but uh, the the core Awobi and uh, and Delph, I imagine. Um, but yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. how I'd see the defence to answer your question. It's it's really interesting, I think, but the the shape will affect it so much. And I, I have got this horrible feeling he's going to play three at the back. Um, I've, yeah. <laughs> I've just I've just got a feeling that he might either sort of try and go with the sort of two 
two wing backs, um, just just cause, almost as if like you know we don't sort of fully trust ourselves against a sort of big bulky Burnley centre uh, forward. So uh, let's sort of you know double up on him a bit and have sort of maybe sort of Holgate, Bramthwaite, and Godfrey and Holgate sort of slipping in between the two a little bit. I, I've just I, I just have a feeling he might sort of try something like that, and it'll either be a masterstroke, and we'll be saying next week what a great idea it was, um, or we'll all go. Should have played, you know, a flat back four and stuck with that. Or we'll say, Adam, you predicted it completely wrong. So there's always that. So there's always that option. But I, I just, I just have a sneaking feeling that he, he might try and go back to that just to maybe give ourselves um, something else to build on from the back. I'm, I'm just, it's, it's really hard to. You'd, you'd think the sort of the forward positions involve Richarlison and Calvert Lewin to some extent, and then. You know, maybe we've sort of Richarlison out wide, and another another player, either either a Gordon or Gray. Um, obviously, Gordon, I think, would have probably come on a little bit earlier against West Ham to maybe affect the game. But obviously, the Keane sending off kind of had to change that a little bit. Um, I, I think he might start with Gordon. I think uh, I think Iwobi probably should start as well because, as we said, even though he's culpable in the second goal. Um, I think he was, yeah, he was certainly our most sort of positive player going forward. Uh, he, he was looking to play the ball forward and into space, uh, which is obviously what we need for Calvert Lewin. Um, I also think he was a, to, to kind of dwell on it a little bit. The uh, the second goal, I, I feel like he was a bit unlucky in that Keane brings the ball out of defence, and I'm just thinking, give it to Richarlison, give it to Richarlison on the left hand side, play it out, and he's free. And he comes to a Wobie, and it's almost a sort of like halfway sideways pass. And I'm, I'm, I'm maybe being a bit harsh on Michael Keane because he's a he's a centre half who's playing very high up the pitch at that point, um, and he's he's also spent the entire game worrying about uh, Antonio, who was really good to be fair. Uh, probably sort of showed Calvert Lewin up a bit to be honest. Um, but I do think a was a little bit unlucky in the sort of area of the pitch where he was sort of giving the ball. Obviously, it's then really poor control and. Um, it's really costly, but um, but I, I don't think yeah I don't think it should cost him a, a sort of place against Burnley because um, at least he he does look as though he's trying to go forward. But where he fits into that side and how we sort of line up, it, it's it's going to be so interesting. Um, I do think as well, yeah, Mikalenko, uh was really steady um, against West Ham, and yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, if if he does drop out of the side, I think he'd be unlucky too. Um, but I also I, I do like to see us with that balance again of having a sort of you know a legitimate left-footed wing back on that side. Um, it, it does help, even even if he's still obviously clearly finding his feet and uh, and his confidence again. Um, but um, yeah, how how we line up in in a sort of centre half position, and then obviously you have a centre midfield position. I mean, you know, I, there's still players who we really. I haven't sort of seen from the start. I mean, does he does he throw a Deli Alley in? Probably not, but um it'd certainly be interesting. Um the lesser spotted El Ghazi as well. Um and then obviously Isaac Price made the bench against um against West Ham and you never know, but but yeah, surely as I think you alluded to, Paul, like he has to go with the sort of probably more senior players in this game because it, it just it it feels an absolute must win and even if certain, if, if that means playing certain players out of position, or in the case of Delft, playing them when they're not totally fit, that's probably how he's going to go. But that formation, that's that's a one for me. I don't know. 
Well, it's going to be an interesting one to see. I think, you know, obviously the more I think about it, the more, um, you know, the, the Branthwaite probably wouldn't be the um, the right one to throw into a game of this magnitude, particularly as, I mean, he has demonstrated or betrayed his 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 youth a bit in some of the performances. Um, there are times when he looks a, a slightly you know deer in the headlights. Whereas I think if he were to play, then it, then it will be in a three. Um, but like both of you have said, I just I just wish he'd just stick to a, a flat back four now for the run and and, and just get some some continuity at least in terms of the formation, if not the personnel, which <laughs> obviously changes week to week mm-hmm. depending on injuries and uh, injuries and suspensions. Um, but I mean, I think as I alluded to earlier, I think for this one. I think the edge that the edge that we have against Burnley is at the other end of the pitch. It's it's going forward. Um, most importantly for them, they're going to be missing both Ben Mee and uh, Collins. I think is suspended, um, so they're going to be short at the back. And I think that's um, without obviously being too gung ho about it. Which I think I don't know. I haven't seen many people mention it, um, but for me, I, I was trying to work out how. John Joe Kenny's positioning for that for that second West Ham goal. How are we that open um, in that situation? And that just goes back to you know what I've been saying for a while now in terms of our approach away from home. I still think it continues to be a bit naive at times, and that that instance for me certainly um, was uh, was illustrative of that. Um, but yeah, I think tomorrow is. Um, is is going to be the the, the return of the uh, that big question around uh, mentality, isn't it? Um, and, and how the um, how much pressure the players feel going into this one. Well, the the performance against um, <clears throat> against West Ham it was obviously much improved, and you know, we've just already discussed about let's take the positives from that. But this team they, they they do do some really dumb things, don't they? Obviously the the they were obviously the, yeah, we don't really need to talk more about the goal. I think it's been you know everyone's discussed it. It's uh it was it was just a nightmare, wasn't it? But you, you you're kind of on top and you know in the game you're going well and then you just a miscontrol like that. I, I don't really particularly blame Keane to be honest. I think players have always got to be ready and alert and you know be able to at least trap a ball. You know what I mean? And I, I felt sorry for the world. He's, he, he'd had a good game and then yeah, John Joe Kenny opposition, Mikalenko probably daydreaming a little bit I suppose he's you know he, he, he kept them on side and yeah it's just 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 very um very frustrating but a lot of, like just silly passes and just silly stuff and that short that short corner we'd we'd, we'd scored from a corner pretty mm-hmm. much yeah we'd, we'd, we'd just scored from a corner and yeah we're, we're two on down with 10 men and what what are they doing I just couldn't believe it. You, you could sort of see it coming a mile off as well, couldn't you? It was, it was that was <clears throat> so they're still. I think they and, they and they will continue to keep on. While while the confidence is still quite shot, they will continue to keep on doing dumb dumb things. Um, but in nearly every game, we've um we've you know we've we've been on top at certain points. Normally at the start of the games, <clears throat> we, we seem to be starting games quite well and just not scoring when we're on top. And I think the. In, in nearly all the games, I've, let, let, let's leave the, the Spurs one aside because we, we just got hammered. But it's not like um, in all the games, Pickford's been making like loads of great saves. He, he played a very good role as sort of I mean, a sweeper keeper, didn't he, against West Ham? And sort of he, he made a lot of pretty good interceptions and and you know edge of the box clearances and, and stuff like that, which is which is very very good and very important. But it's not like in, in all these games, Pickford's like you come out and he's made like five or six worldies to keep us in at one. At, you know, and we lost the game one 0 It's like it's more yeah you know, the odd goals doing us and heads are going down a bit, but we're just not clinical at the other end. And you mentioned like oh 
Linden, oh, we might get more joy in attack because of their defence, lack of defence. We're just not scoring any goals. I mean, okay, Holgate got one was deflected. And I think the defence, you know, Michael, Michael Keane and co, they, they'll probably be looking at like, you know, Richarlton and Carver-Lewin and say, help us out a bit, lads. You, know, they, they, you both missed some really good chances there. You know, I mean, you both missed one really good chance. He's particularly Richarlton. He really should have scored that one, which he sort of curled over the bar in the first half and we're just not being clinical at the other end um, and until so we start just taking them chances when, when when they come our way particularly when the, when the game's at nil-nil or particularly when the game's when, when we're drawing the game we'll continue to struggle so we really just need to be more clinical and let's hope that hope that that can start um, tomorrow night because we really just need a bit more from the strikers at the moment because um, we're, we're just not getting it at all and you, you hope that Charleston you went away to with Brazil he scored three goals didn't he across the two goals now you were saying Lyndon that he hoped he'd do that <laughs> yeah it's still, it's still unfortunately didn't result in a in a goal when he came back so uh Let's hope that he can just find a shooting boot because they they really really needed at the moment. We're just we're just five and too many blanks and not scoring enough goals at the other end. We're making so few chances that it, you know the, the the fact that they're missing the ones, just the few ones that we are creating. Um, you know, there's 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 very little from open play. Yeah, there's almost nothing from set pieces. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think yeah, I was disappointed, but obviously yeah, Richarlison yeah coming back from Brazil. Um, and to, and to be fair, the way he takes that chance uh, with the outside of his foot looks like a confident player, but probably a bit too confident, to be honest. I think he, he, he you know, it's uh, it's one of those that you maybe expect him yeah. to score. Um, I think as well, when you, when you, I, I saw the goals he scored for Brazil and, you know, they're kind of very much sort of, you know, poacher in the box sort of finishes. Uh, one of them was basically on the line, wasn't it? And I think, you know, that's that's the difference. We're not really creating that kind of really clear cut chance. You know, the, the same with Calvert Lewin's sort of chance. You know, he's kind of running onto it on his on his weaker foot, sort of away from goal. You know, he he, he does well to get a shot away, but it's it's not as if you know the sort of strikers. Yeah, you, you're right. They're certainly firing blanks when we when we do get that chance. Um, but the only the only real sort of clear cut thing we've created recently was probably the uh, the Wobi chance against Newcastle, which obviously they tucked away nicely. Um, I think. I think a lot of this goes back to that kind of control of the midfield because if we are playing with such a, a high line, which you know we certainly did, um, you know the, the second goal against West Ham's sort of ev- evidence of that, and um, as you mentioned, Paul, about the, uh, the sort of role Pickford's playing, which you know on, on the whole has been working, you know, um, but when you, when you've when you've got this kind of like you know sort of fairly sort of front foot play. Without the chances being made, it sort of suggests that everything's a bit sort of you know high tempo. That's what's where the dumb things probably come in, to be honest, because it's it's a little bit sort of helter skelter, and I think that's that's why it's disappointing. Obviously, uh, Van der Beek's out because even though he's still pretty new to the club and you know sh- show moments, but also you know certainly had the the performance where he's been a bit more anonymous. I think he maybe would just bring us that bit of a sort of calm head in tight spaces. Um, Alan's good for that as well. I think when you're relying on Decore, who's got his strengths, but when it's sort of to be the kind of disciplined one out of the midfield, that's probably not it. Um, I think that's where we can sometimes, you know, sort of concede on the break. And um, and then obviously that's that's when you sort of, you're wanting other things to happen. You're either wanting uh, settling and set piece goals, that little bit of luck, which to be honest with the Holgate goal, I thought at first I'm like, great, brilliant goal. And then I saw it again, I was like, oh, it's, 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 it's a bit jammy, you know, it's like taking a big deflection. I was thinking, oh, maybe this is the sort of, you know, thing that will kind of turn it around a bit. And obviously it wasn't to be. Um, but I, I do think sort of 
if if we can have sort of one area of a pitch where we have that kind of composure, whether it's uh, the way the forwards are finishing, whether it's the way we've got some sort of control of the midfield area, or if we are kind of playing on the front foot, if, you know, if maybe sort of, you know, the wing backs, when, when we are in that position where it's like, well, actually, hold on a minute, do we need to be this far forward? Are we really affecting the game or are we just kind of up there for the sake of it? Because it only takes that one little moment um, as happened against West Ham. And then before you know it, um, you know, you're on the receiving end. So obviously playing against Burnley, you'd imagine would be a different kind of, you know, experience because even though they need to win, it's not really in their nature to kind of come out and stamp their authority on a game. Um, hopefully they don't prove me wrong now, but still you'd imagine we could maybe afford to sort of, you know, go a bit more attacking rather than maybe the way we should have sort of set up against, you know, the likes of Spurs and, and gone a little bit tighter. I think against Burnley, it does give us that leeway, but at the same time, um, I think, you know, we have to cut out the basics. Uh, we have to cut out the silly sloppy mistakes, the naivety, and and certainly... We we don't want to be giving them silly set pieces away like like we did for the first goal against West Ham because you know in all likelihood that's where they're going to punish us. So um, keeping the discipline will be a big thing, and I guess that goes without saying when we've you know gone three games in a row with uh, red cards as well. So uh, three league games, sorry. So uh, yeah, discipline will be a big factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going back to the um, to the strikers on Richardson. What what used to be, I think, one of his greatest strengths was the ability to surprise defenses and, and goalkeepers by shooting early. Um, it, it, that's almost become um, what's holding him back now. Is that he's he's either snatching at these chances or he's trying something a bit too uh, a bit too ambitious by trying to take it take it early. Um, and then on on Calvert Lewin, I mean, there's question marks over his over his sharpness his work rate um people questioning his desire as well obviously this week with uh, <laughs> with gq articles or whichever magazine it was with him mm-hmm. in his in his various um garb um but if, if you look at the number of chances that he is getting it, it is you can count them on one finger in some games i mean it is the crosses that are coming in from the right um they're nowhere near him most of the time most of the time, it is meat and drink for for the defenders. They're they're you know they're sort of chipped in, um, or sort of flighted in, giving the defenders plenty of time to to head them clear. Um, sometimes I think that we need to just gamble by just hitting it hard and low into the box rather than continually trying to sort of you know loft it into into dangerous areas. Those are two aspects of 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 our play going forward, which I would like to see change, um, because we just haven't seen enough. Uh, enough um you know serious penetration in terms of of regularly creating chances yeah probably being a little bit harsh on um on dominic actually um i, I don't i don't question his attitude or his um his, his efforts or anything like that he's, he's come back from a, a very serious injury hasn't he he's, he's obviously not he's obviously not sharp and even with his comebacks he's had a um he's, it's been a bit you know stop start hasn't it you know he's um pulled up a few other niggles etc was yell and stuff like that and it's just uh it hasn't really got going has he properly yeah he just it just doesn't look 100 percent he um 
given games, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that the goals will come for Dom. Like I think, yeah, maybe I'm just thinking a bit when it's like, oh, we need a bit more from from them guys up at the top of the pitch. That that uh, that shot from Dominic in the second half, that's the sort of thing he was putting away last season most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. I think it worked. Did, did he score a pretty good goal away at West Ham last season? I can't really remember. I think he did. Um, you know, it's a, he scored the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. Um, Sort of thing he was probably putting away, and yeah, but when he's confident, when he's flying, he, and he's in this purple patch, he probably does put that away, even on his wrong foot. You know, at the moment, it's uh, you're right. He could he, he could do with like yeah, even just a, yeah, needs a sitter, doesn't he? And it needs it needs an early chance. And yeah, that you think of like if you if you just think about a lot of the Dominic Calvert Lewin goals, how many of them do you seem to remember? Which is like a low ball across the box, which he just like he's there getting his sliding in, getting his boots to, and getting some studs to, and just finding a way to get it into the goal. I'm thinking particularly at the sort of start start of last season when he was scoring a lot of goals like that. Um, yeah, maybe the, the service has been poor for Dominic and maybe I'm asking a bit too much and, oh, you should have put that one away. But certainly we need to be, we just need to be clinical because if, if, if uh, we're not going to be creating that many chances, we just need to, when they do come our way, need to be put on, put on them in because that's what I find an opposition are doing to us a lot of the time. Yeah, you know I mean, like Wolves didn't have many chances, did they? I don't think. And Connor Cody heads one in. Yeah, you know I mean, and 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 that and that's that. Um, West Army you know, to get to get a free kick and and, and bury it. And there wasn't really other than the goal. There wasn't really you know many other chances. Most shots were sort of from distance, right at Pickford. Really, there wasn't you know there wasn't really a lot of other chances for, for West Ham in that game. So other teams are being clinical against us. We've got to be as clinical against other teams, particularly as in nearly all the games. We have got periods normally at the start of the game when when we are on top of the game. And we just, I just wish we'd get that first goal for once. I'd, I'd just love to see what sort of different the game it would be if we got, if we, if we made that early pressure count and got that early goal and got ourselves a foothold hold in the game. We had it against Newcastle, didn't we, in Lampard's first away game. We got on it, her first half goal and, and didn't build on it. I'd like to see what we can do now. You know I mean? Just, uh, just, just get give us something to hold on to because it seems like we're always sort of having to having to fight back and the heads have gone down and so yeah hopeful after the uh, the efforts at least against West Ham and the fact that he carried on fighting against West Ham hopefully do us do us some good and I think the players have got out I mean we don't have many leaders do we in the whole team I mean <clears throat> Coleman's obviously he does bring a lot of leadership Coleman I think that's I think that's fairly clear when he does play. He certainly cares, um, and then you just look what's happened when it's sometimes Keane's captain, sometimes it's it, it's Holgate when he's not playing. It's it, yeah, we're, we're obviously like the sort of more sort of leadership type players unavailable a lot of the time. I'd, I'd put Delph in that category. So hopefully, I'm hopeful he can bring a bit more leadership because I think he's and he's he's been a frustration for the whole sort of the years at Everton Delph. But I, th- I think he does generally do okay when he plays. I think he does bring a lot of character. He's, he's I think he's a decent competitor. You know, I think uh, you know he, he he does fight for it most of the time when he plays. I think Delph. So I'm hopeful that he's back there tomorrow. And obviously, me and him at the back. And with these, I'm just hopeful with these players coming back over the next sort of and Van der Beek and these next sort of players. You know, these players coming back over the next sort of few weeks. And Carvalho and just gets sharper and sharper as the games go on. Hopefully, the Charles can pulls off that a bit. And I am hopeful. I am. I am optimistic that this will. Uh, this will turn at some point where we we will get that luck somewhere or stop getting so much bad luck somewhere and something will just run for us. And I just don't. It, it just feels like um, inconceivable that you can have this much of a run of things going against you in various different ways. And I'm just hopeful that will come quite soon. And uh, I do believe. Maybe I'm just being way off. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm drunk. I don't know. I'm here. I do believe that we got uh, that we'll just get that turn and get a few wins on the bounce sooner or later. And uh, 
let's hope that starts tomorrow and then just carries on against the Man United, and Man United at home. He's um, looking at the fixtures that are coming up and a lot, they don't seem quite as bad as they maybe they did a while back. I mean, let's face it, Liverpool away is going to be <laughs> extremely difficult, so it always is. But like Man U at home, does that seem as daunting as it would have done, you know, at the start of the season? Chelsea at home, does that seem as daunting now as it would have done a few months ago before all this happened, you know, with um, with them and Abramovich and Leicester, I think when we play them, they're, they're, they've, they're, I think it's just before, we're just after the play in um, PSV Eindhoven in, in the Europa Conference, which is kind of all they've got to play for now this season. You know, there's games which we've got coming up and you feel that teams might have eyes on other things, on other prizes. So, um I don't feel that the run is as bad as it might have looked a few a few months ago. You know, I mean, I think there's games there which we can do, which we can, uh, yeah, which we can get, and um, yeah, let's hope we can. Uh, yeah, just really hope we can do it tomorrow, and just uh, just let's all stop feeling so miserable, and just hopefully get a get a you know get let get us all feeling a little bit better. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that's my. Uh, but, my William Wallace I mean, tom- there. Sorry, that was very brief. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. So, so I'm, I'm a bit emotional listening. Uh, but but uh, yeah, um, no, I think if, if there is a game to sort of score first in and really kind of, you know, stamp your authority on it, it is tomorrow, isn't it? I think, you know, it, it makes it so much harder for a side like Burnley who are naturally you know, more conservative, more defensive, for them to have to go and chase a game. You know, if we can if we can just, you know, play with some of that positivity which we've shown, um, I think, yeah, I think we will cause some problems. Um and yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, Calvert Lewin gets on the end of something or Richarlison does and we'll, you know, just kind of make make something happen, give us something to hold on to and, you know, breed a bit of confidence before yeah, the Manchester United game, which I'd say, yeah, I'm, oddly, I'm probably more confident about us getting a win there, to be honest, just because, you know, besides the fact it's at home, um, which goes without saying, um, I feel like, yeah, it's it's not the sort of daunting game against a big side that some would label it as. Um, I think, you know, we've already shown this season that, uh, you know, they're not exactly, you know, great shakes and we, we've probably got enough to kind of uh, keep them quiet. Um and you and you think as well, you know, sort of, you know, albeit a lunchtime, which I mean, that, that's that's another thing, isn't it? You know, just to sort of, you know, bring up another injustice. You know, the, the scheduling this week is pretty poor, to be honest. Uh, playing on the Sunday, the Wednesday, and then first thing on the uh, on the Saturday. Um, but um, I'm sure if that was our near neighbours, would be uh, you know on the front page mm-hmm. of every newspaper. But um, I think um, I think you know. What what you can say about that is a good result tomorrow. It, we haven't got long to think about, you know, the next game. We can hopefully carry that momentum on, and and, and I, I do fancy us against Man U as well. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, have a few more bodies back by then as well, which will uh, certainly be welcome. Yeah, the United game is one that I've sort of been looking at for a while as one of the ones where I think we've got a, a better chance than in most. Um, you know, because it's it's just one of those one of those games that we just tend to be up for at Goodison, regardless of of, of kickoff time or, or circumstance. Uh, but I mean, Lampard Lampard said has made made a comment in his press conference, and rightly so about the about the scheduling because it's I mean it is mad, and you know the the the, the two rearranged games now that are going to be next month are sort of jammed in there in close proximity as well, which really doesn't help. So I'm really hoping that um, you know we're we're either clear of it by then. Or you know, Yerry Mina's back fit by then, 
um, and that will hopefully be uh, the, the the perfect the perfect timing. But uh, yeah, it's 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 strange thinking about the United game given you know how important the one tomorrow is. Um, but uh, and and I suppose how Lampard approaches it might very much depend on on how we do tomorrow. Um, Van der Beek obviously won't be available, uh, but Alan will. Um, and um, Keane will be suspended for one game, correct? So he, you know, he's potentially back as well. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it, we could we could have you know enough bodies and uh, enough uh, enough of a platform there to actually get a good result against United, and I'm, I certainly hope so. Time, timely return from Ireland because that'll uh, cover for Delph's injury, which he'll probably no doubt receive <laughs> in the in the, um, the Burnley game. I fancy four points in then two games. I, I, uh, I, I see his drawn with Man U somehow. I don't know why. I just feel like it's a one-all sort of game. And uh, yeah, I think we'll sneak a win tomorrow. And I think we'll um, yeah, nick a point there. And well, you'd be happy with either way to be honest, wouldn't you? I think if you if if you had to had to win one of them, you'd obviously prefer it was the Burnley one. You know what I mean? Or but um, I suppose is tomorrow is it is it more of a must not lose than a than a must win? It's it's a must it's a must win for them, isn't it? Really, uh, which is interesting. But I feel like we 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 maybe feeling the heat more. But I mean, you know, based on where where they are, I mean, it, it you know, they're still four points behind us um, on the same amount of games. So really, it kind of if if we draw, it won't be the worst thing in the world. If if we lose, it you know, we're still ahead. But I think yeah, really, it's you know, if, if, if four four points from the two, I I, I agree. I think would be. Would be great, obviously, because um, it just just takes us that step closer to you know, you know, everyone's sort of acting as if you know Newcastle are safe now, uh, Brentford are safe, but you know, you know, four four points and we're only we're only just behind mm-hmm. them. <laughs> I'm really clutching at straws, aren't I? Uh, but um, but I think um, I think yeah, four. But yeah, ideally you'd you'd, you'd keep Burnley in it, wouldn't you? Really, uh, in an ideal world. Yeah, I think it's def- definitely not definitely must not lose. And I guess for them, is it two home games after that? Mm. Is it Leicester than Chelsea both at home? Maybe an opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, we can't really. I mean, you can't really go much further than one game. I know we, we just discussed the menu game, but you, you can't really go much further than one game at a time at the moment, can you? You don't really know much about personnel and who's going to be injured or unavailable from one game to the next. It feels at the moment. It's the position we're in. It's just, I guess it's only really focusing on the next game and getting that getting that done. So. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's do it tomorrow. Okay. Well, time for the weekly question. This week again, courtesy of, of Paul. And the question is, who is your favorite signing of the David Moyes era? Adam, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, well, it's 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 hard, isn't it? Um, which, you know, given our recent sort of look with transfers, um, is, uh, you know, it's it's quite a nice position to be in where, where you could quite conceivably pick a, sort of a whole 11 really um but um i went sort of based on the kind of current circumstances and i thought who would i sort of want to start against burnley um who, who if i could sort of bring someone back from that era and uh so i went with tim kale um because obviously you know an absolute bargain uh one and a half million from millwall uh, i think we just pit palace to the signing and um and obviously a great servant but I, th- I think obviously where he really gave us that edge because he sort of played in sort of both types of Moyes' side. He played in that sort of early incarnation with you know your, your Kevin Kilbans, you know your, your sort of workhorse players, um, you know up top with Marcus Bent and stuff. Um, 
but then obviously as the side evolved and I'm sure you'll pick a few of you know, out of out of the likes of Pinar and Arteta, as as the football evolved and you know became better, he still never looked out of place. Always popped up with a crucial goal. Um, sometimes great, sometimes just you know fox in the box sort of stuff. Um, and I, I just you know I'd love to add that sort of you know that fist pumping, that um, you know pure energy, effort, desire. Um, you know. You know, I, I think if if you could bottle half of that and uh, put it on display against Burnley, I think I think we'd have a chance with the players we've got. Um, so he, he he'd be my pick. But as I say, there's 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 a fair few running close to be honest, uh, as I'm sure you're about to school me on now. <laughs> no, he's a fighter, wasn't he, Kyle? He could certainly do with him him at the moment. Um, great signer, wasn't he, Tim Kyle? Um, bargain, as you say. Uh, Wonderful player for us. I, I went, for, I've, uh, yeah, his, his buddy, uh, Mikel Arteta for me. Um, just you saw, I think, like the, when he signed, I think the Thomas Gravison went to Real Madrid, didn't he? We'd, we'd signed this lad who'd been at Rangers and he'd, he'd done, you know, did Real Sociedad, he'd been around a little bit. Came in and took him a little while to settle, didn't he? And when he was on that loan, and by the end of that loan period, he was just, he was, he was excellent. And um, then to, to, to sign him for, 2 million, 2.2 million, whatever it was, 3 million euros, whatever, whatever the value was, it was, it was pretty minimal then. And I, I thought he had such a big influence on, um, uh, on, on David Moyes' time at Evan, Everton. Obviously um, he trusted him as uh, one of his sort of lieutenants, I suppose he captained the team a number of times. He was um, very reliable, Arteta, great with set pieces, good with, um, obviously good, good penalty taker as well, scored some important goals. And I think he was just, he'd give you like a solid sort of seven out of 10, at least every game, you know, just just consistently good. I suppose he had a few little spells, which he was he was a bit patchy at times, but the, the vast majority of his time, Arteta was brilliant. And um, yeah, I think it was it was, it was incredibly sad he got that injury, wasn't it? And um, it was a 2008-2009 season um, because that yeah, because I think he was really on absolutely top form then, and then he had that cruciate injury and he was out for the year and he, yeah he came back and he, he recovered well following that injury and still became a very good uh player for us but wasn't quite quite the same as he was at that you know at, at his heights back then and just thought um yeah he really bought into Everton and he's real uh seen you know, the real good lad to have around there they all were then there's one great thing then the team spirit was really really good wasn't it i think Moyes was very big on that um it's quite clear they all sort of fought for each other a lot more so you could have picked a number of players really but um yeah, Arteta for me. Thought he was brilliant. Agreed. Yeah, he was. He was definitely in uh, my my sure. short list of of three. Um, I, I I actually would have gone for take Tim Cahill myself, but uh, he would have been run obviously very closely by my compatriot Stephen Pina. Um, I mean, the only mm. the only drawback I think uh, about Pina was just consistency. He wasn't always um, on top of his game. Um, and I think that uh, certainly, Adam, what you say about having a Tim Cahill in the team right now, God, what, 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 what you would give for someone, not only with his, um, you know, his tenacity um, and his on-field leadership, but just as you say, the ability to just pop up with a crucial goal um, is really something that uh, we're missing right now. Um, but you know, each one of those players would just be fantastic to have right now, just in terms of of chance creation and just, you know, having that, that's something, that's something a little bit different, which Pinar and Arteta certainly could, uh, could provide. Um, you know, we just don't have enough, we just don't have enough creativity in the side right now. And I think that's one of the big things that, uh, we need to address. Uh, if they you know whatever happens this summer, I think we need to, 
to make some some changes in that regard. Um, but yeah, I think goals, I think goals most from of the midfield list... as well. What's that? Yeah, that's, that's all. I say goals from midfield as well. You know that was that was something. You know, obviously, you know, Kale, you know, would sometimes play. You know, obviously, as like a sort of false false mm-hmm. nine. But have, having those goals coming from midfield, you know, it, it really take the pressure off Calvert Lewin now. If you know, we bought in say Deli Ali and he sort of hit a little rich vein of form. It's it's kind of you know, it's disappointing. It's not worked out that way, but. It, you know, it even, you know, as as as, uh, as you mentioned, Paul, about, you know, Arteta taking penalties, but also, you know, he he, he would chip in. Um, whereas, you know, the likes of, you know, Decore, I mean, you know, scored a goal against Southampton early on in the season um, and looked like he, he might have that in his locker. But it's, it's it's a shame that out of the sort of the current troop, you know, Gomez being another one as well, we've not really kind of replaced those goals from midfield because, um, you know, Certainly, the three players you mentioned, you know, have scored some some great goals over the years. Um, you know, we've picked a few out, didn't we? Really, when it came to the uh, best best goals we'd seen as well, the uh, the Pinar goal against uh, oh, yeah. Arsenal springs to mind as well. So it's it's a shame, isn't it? But we haven't got that. Yeah, we don't have near near enough goals from midfield. I mean, yeah, it's strange that Townsend's still our top scorer in all competitions. And I suppose you <laughs> yeah. could regard Gray yeah. as, as a midfielder if you wanted to. And those, those obviously in, in all competitions are top two scorers, but we just don't have near, nearly enough goals from midfield. So, yeah, any one of those players would be, would be huge. Yeah. You think back then as well, there was Osman chipped mm-hmm. in the goals, uh, Fellaini chipped in the mm-hmm. goals and he, when he was there, I think Tim Kyle as well. And, he scored a lot of goals, um, a lot of headers, as we know. But because he was so brave and so committed to getting on on, on the end of these things, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't scoring tappings or he was, he was having to fight to get into them positions a lot of the time. He'd get heavily marked. He'd just find his way to get in there. And he's obviously his timing in the air was brilliant. But the um, some of the the really battling goals from Kyle's, you can probably remember what they were like when he just, you know, he just dug in and found his way into that position and put in a great header. Mostly it was. Um, yeah, a real fighter, and that's uh, probably what we missed the most out of them three that you, you probably um, that we selected. Probably the one we want right now would probably be Kyle, because I think he's uh, just for his fight more than anything else. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's what they uh, they always say: recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. And for all uh, for for all of Moise's faults, that's one of the one things he got right, and uh, we can certainly do with now. That's something we've really got to address in the summer. Hopefully, when we're in the Premier League, who the lead is going to be next year. Colin can't go on forever as captain. It's, it's probably one for another pod, really. But yeah, just the leadership is something that we're really, really lacking throughout the field and something they've really, really got to uh, got to try and address in the summer, I reckon. Agreed. All right, well, that'll do for another week. Next time we record will be after these two crucial matches. So let's pray we're feeling a lot better about Everton's prospects staying in the division by this time next week. Thanks as always to Paul and Adam and to all of you listening. Take care and until next time, up the toppings.